The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. If you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you're going to work until you die. Well, I think that's a good summary of why passive income is playing such a prominent role today in people's lives. And on today's ETF battles, we're going to feature three ETFs focused on passive income. Two are from Global X, the others from JP Morgan. Who wins today's passive income ETF battle? Find out right after this. Welcome to TTF Battles. I'm Rhonda Leggy. We're in season three. And if you're new to the show or our channel, just hit the subscribe button to join the party. And if you've been enjoying our content, you can also hit that like button. Keep your ETF battle suggestions coming. Give us your ticker symbols in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. Also, if you see an ETF battle suggestion by another viewer that you agree with, hit the like button on that battle. And that will tell us which ETF matchups we need to prioritize. Heads up, I'm going to be hosting an upcoming webinar on retirement planning. I'll be talking all about the important things like how distributions from IRAs and 401k plans impact your Social Security income. Also, the best timing for Roth IRA conversions and strategies for eliminating or reducing taxes during retirement. Do not miss it if you're already retired or near retirement. I highly recommend you join us. Visit the description section below in this video to register. Today's matchup was requested by Gabrielle Chapero. Congratulations, Gabrielle. You win your choice of an ETF battle shirt or a coffee mug. Hit the description section below to claim your prize. That's what happens when we pick your ETF battle suggestions. Anyway, today's contest is focused on passive income ETFs from JP Morgan and Global X. Now, these funds use alternative income strategies like selling covered call options to generate cash flow. Judging today's passive income showdown is Tom Serafagas with Bloomberg and David Durking with TheStreet.com. Judges, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad to be back. Thanks for having us, Ron. So our four battle categories are cost, exposure strategy. We got performance and yield combined. And then we got our mystery category, where you can pick that single factor or multiple factors that you feel are material to today's showdown. We're going to go through these four battle categories one at a time. Our judges are going to pick the ETF that they choose as a winner in each respective category. They can also opt for split decision. They could protest. They can nominate a wildcard ETF. It's completely up to them. None of the battle outcomes, by the way, 
are ever predetermined or known in advance by myself or any of the judges. So let's kick things off with cost. That's the first category. David, please get us started. Yeah, Jeppy's a clear winner here, and it's really not even close. Uh, it charges 35 basis points. The two Global X funds, uh, XYLG and QILG, both charge 60 basis points, so significant cost difference there. On top of that, uh, spreads are relatively narrow with Jeppy. It's got uh, about $8 billion in assets, so a lot of shares traded every day. The other two, the Global X funds, have under $100 million in assets, so trading costs are much higher with that. Jeppy's an actively managed fund, too. So to get a fund like that for just 30 ba- uh, 35 basis points, I think, is a clear win for investors. So Jeppy gets the gets the nod. That's a strong start. Thank you, David. Tom, how do you see it in terms of cost? Yeah, I'd, I'd let go a lot of the same points. Um, I, I like Global X. They have a lot of very interesting strategies. Um, cost isn't really their focus. Uh, they're not really known as a low-cost provider. They like to provide unique things, and sometimes unique things cost a little bit more and they're 60 basis points. JP Morgan has been really aggressive with their ETF business, especially with a lot of anything short-term cash or this new one that they have out, Jeppy or Newish. So 35 basis points, uh, that's almost, you know, half the price. So there's really no no big debate there. And, and I was going to mention the spread stuff, but I think David just covered that very nicely. Thank you, Tom. Unique things cost more. You mean like <laughs> NFTs yeah. of bored apes? Yeah, those are some unique things, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much those are going to cost. Yeah, they're pretty unique, though. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at exposure strategy. Tom, you're still up. Let's put the global X ones together, the S&P and the, and the NASDAQ 100. So they're essentially the same strategy, just the different index, right? So they're just sort of writing calls on half of the portfolio. And I like this approach. So it's like you're, you're still participating in some growth but you're getting some income generated from from the half the portfolio uh, of the call writing. Um, the difference here is why I sort of like the NASDAQ one is a lot of people will go to the NASDAQ for the growth participation, right? It's it's more of high more high growth names. You don't really go there for the income. So it's nice to now have sort of income generated on the NASDAQ 100. Um, one thing that David mentioned a lot and why the winners, all, I'm going to tell you the winner now, it's going to be Jeppy because you're getting a lot for 35 basis points. It's actively managed, they're focusing on value stocks, also low vol, and there's an ESG screen in there. That is a lot for 35 basis points. Um, and I sort of, you know, I get it, the Global X one sort of a systemized strategy. You can just keep writing the cost, but I like that there's an active overlay to this, um, you know, especially what you've seen in some of the recent market volatility. I like that you're being able to have some sort of active approach. And again, for 35 basis points, I think you are getting a lot jam-packed in, in that ETF. So uh, JEPI is my pick. Thank you, Tom. David, you're up next for exposure strategy. Do you agree with Tom's analysis? Yeah, absolutely. He hit all the right points on this. Um, Jeppy, it, it's interesting to look at this one compared to the other ones because it's it's really pretty unique. It targets about 100 stocks from the S&P 500, like Tom said, with the value characteristics. So uh, having an active manager in this sense, I think, uh, I think makes some sense, especially with the cost advantage. Uh, if you can get an active manager for less than the cost of you know, some index funds in some cases, I think you really have to take advantage of that. The covered call strategy on this one's a little unique and then it's using equity linked notes to uh, get its exposure instead of just doing the traditional buy the stock, write the call strategy that the Global X funds does. So it's a little unique in that sense, but 
uh, Jippy is more diversified. Uh, it is a little less tech heavy than the Global X fund. So I agree 100% Jeppy is the winner. That takes us next to performance in yield. And David, you're still up. Please give us your analysis. Yeah, there's not a lot of history to work with with these funds. Um, they, they All three of them launched in 2020. So we've only got about, uh, about a year and a half to work with. All of them have returned somewhere in the 30 to 40% range since their inception. So not a big difference there. The real differentiators on yield, XYLG, QYLG, they're both at about 6% right now. Jeppy is all the way up at 11%. So if you're looking for a high yield option, that's your clear choice. Uh, it's also worth mentioning here that the, the two global X funds, they actually cap their distributions at a half a percent every month. So if they hit their cap every month for 12 months, uh, the 6% yield is about as high as you're going to get on this. Jeppy obviously has the flexibility to pay out all of its income uh, that it receives. So uh, again, Jeppy has the advantage here. I'll go with that one. Thank you, David. Tom, you're up next on performance and yield. How do you see it? Sure. So like you mentioned, they're not all, um, there's not a whole lot of track record there, but uh, Jeppy sort of splits the the middle and the S&P one, uh, Global S&P, is doing a little bit better. And that's just because of the environment that we've been in. Uh, tech has been getting hit a little bit more. High growth names have been getting hit a little bit more. So actually, you know, the, the NASDAQ 100 one has been lagging. But I also look, look at the difference between each and its index. So let's say the covered S&P one is lagging by 5%. The covered NASDAQ one is lagging by 8%. So I really like it between the two global X ones. I, I like the S&P one better just given the environment, but performance wise, uh, JP sort of splits it in the middle. Um, so I, I like that one. And also on the yield uh, play as well, uh, you know, with the capping that can also, you know, you said that there's only so much you're going to get out of it. There's a little bit more flexibility with, uh, with Jeppy. Um, and so I also like that they use the notes. Granted that there's some, some counterparty risk there, but I don't think, I think that's pretty, not, not a huge, a uh, huge burden, but just something to bring up. But I think in terms of performance, uh, even just sort of forward looking, I think Jeppy's is, is a, is my choice here. Our judges thus far have agreed on everything up until this moment. But we still have the mystery battle category. So there's plenty of time to disagree and argue. So that takes us next to the mystery category where our judges can choose a factor or multiple factors to give us their analysis and surprise us. So, Tom, you're up. What is your mystery battle category and who wins it? Sure. Well, hopefully this one's a little bit spicier. We can disagree here on something. But I'll, I'll look at... um capital gain distributions, because I think those are really important too. And granted, these are using options strategies, and sometimes those could be difficult to in-kind out uh, and sort of tax manage. So if you look at both the global X ones, they paid out a capital gain distribution uh, last year, and Jeppy didn't. So not only, you know, do you have the yield advantage in Jeppy, you don't have any any capital gains distributions as well. So that one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give. So my mystery is capital gain distributions and tax impact, and that one, the advantage is going to go to Jeppy. Thank you very much, Tom. That was a great point. We appreciate that. David, you're up next. What is your mystery battle category and who wins it? Yeah, I wanted to cover something that Tom just alluded to a moment ago, and that's the structure of these funds. Uh, we mentioned a little bit about Jeppy using equity linked notes for its covered call uh, coverage. For anybody who doesn't know what those are, uh, those are essentially an investment in the index with the covered call strategy all wrapped up into a single security. So, 
Uh, it's unlike the global X funds, which are buying the stocks outright and then writing the op options separately over the portfolio. They're a little less intuitive than some of the traditional strategies out there. They're more bond-like in nature because uh, they are issued by financial institutions. So uh, if the issuer happens to go under, the notes themselves are likely to go under as well. They're relatively thinly traded. They're, uh, they're mostly illiquid. Uh, they're not really intuitive to understand. Uh, like Tom said, I don't think the counterparty risk is a big deal. And as far as what the shareholder sees, the covered call strategy, uh, the covered call strategy is going to look effectively the same. So shareholders likely won't be burdened by that, but, uh, they're a little more complicated than XYLG and QYLG. So, uh, on structure and simplicity, I think I'll give it a split decision between the two global X funds. And now we move to the part of the show where our judges can give us their overall battle winner. So David, sum it up for us. Yeah, I think Jeppy's the winner here. I, I really like the uh, the actively managed strategy of the fund. I think it makes sense. Uh, the yield is obviously very attractive to anybody who's looking to add income to their portfolio. Uh, it's got some better diversification than the other two funds. Uh, one of the objectives of it is to try to uh, achieve S&P 500-like returns with lower volatility, which it has accomplished over its short history. So I just think there's a lot to like here with Jeppy. I'll go with that as the winner. Tom, your final opportunity to weigh in with your overall battle winner. Give it to us. Yeah, sure. Well, we're going to end on an agreement because I think Jeppy, for a lot of the same points, it's you're getting a lot for 35 basis points. And the environment that we've been in has been very conducive. Uh, value, low vol, uh, all things that have been working, people wanting income. Uh, you are getting a lot in that strategy. Um, and people notice that. That's why it's got $8 billion in it. Uh, you know, and they all sort of launched around the same time. So uh, over, and I like that there was no capital gain distribution as well. So uh, my overall pick will go to the uh, JP Morgan uh, fund, Jeppy. Well, our judges have spoken. And according to my battle scorecard, today's winner is Jeppy. And it was almost a clean sweep. I guess the dissenter was David for his mystery battle category. He chose QYLG and XYLG as a split decision. But other than that, our judges pretty much agreed that Jeppy was the winner. In, in multiple categories from cost, from exposure strategy, performance and yield, some great points made. As our judges said, uh, actively managed fund for 35 basis points, that's a pretty good deal. And then also, Jeppy has an ESG screen. For those of you into uh, ESG investing, environmental, social governance, that's becoming more of a bigger deal. Jeppy has also a higher yield. And then how about this point? There's no cap on yield like you have with those two Global X funds. So that was another great point. And then, of course, uh, the tax-efficient point mentioned by Tom, I thought was a good one, um, with Jeppy having the advantage there. So if you're going to own these types of ETFs in a taxable investment account, that's a big consideration. You want to have some relative tax efficiency um, because overall, when you're selling covered calls, it, it can end up not being a very tax efficient strategy. Um, but overall, again, judges, fantastic job in breaking this battle down and uh, keep up the good work. And we appreciate your timely analysis. Thanks so much. This was great. Thanks. Good to talk with you, Ron. So what did you think about today's episode? Which of our judges do you agree with? Let us know in the comment section below. Also, which ETF battles would you like to see in our next episode? Give us your ETF ticker symbols 
in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. If we choose your battle, you win your choice of a mug or a battle shirt. Thanks for watching. I'm Rhonda Leggy. We'll see you next time. The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.